Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good afternoon, evening and good night from Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast, episode 15, to recap the 13th day of the 2016 Rio Olympic Games on a massive day for so many reasons. We had legends complete triple doubles, we had legends find out that they're lying and sneak back to the US of A, and we had legends winning silver medals in sailing, but we've got lots to talk about, lots to get to. It's myself, Ben, and a Canadian who is so happy right now. He's got so many medals to talk about that they've won. He feels like it's the Winter Olympics. It's Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back to Off the Podium. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's funny. The event that I was most looking forward to, I kept waiting for them to show, and it got so buried because it was just a bronze medal. I didn't even realize that we medaled in diving until right after DeGrasse won his silver. So... Everybody here in the country is losing track of what's going on. It's it's fascinating to see because, like, I generally will always sort of briefly look at the medal tally. You know, if I wake up, obviously, you know, I'm trying to see uh, Australia's uh, results. But then I'll look at Canada's and be like, oh, they only had, like, 12 yesterday. Now they've got, like, 18. Like, they've, they've had a pretty busy day. So, uh, and just looking at the amount that you won today, I mean, it's pretty good. you got a gold, you got silver, you got bronze. Um, I'm sure you've probably got a few fourths and fifths in there somewhere, too. I mean... <laughs> national holidays is it penny alexiak day yet again tomorrow uh you know i was just saying to my wife before we went on air here that i think that canada may have already forgotten about penny alexiak now that andre de Grasse is out there uh, he's pretty much blowing everybody away. and i think it helps that he's got usain bolt gazing at him lovingly every time they're on screen together but uh yeah, I think now it's uh, Andre de Grasse that the country's moved on to. Yes, well, I haven't moved on from Penny. If she's listening, you're still up there, Penny. Good job for winning lots of medals. She's still not legal, Penny. I'd, I'm looking out for her, all right? She's got to She's got to be in the media <laughs> because, you know, of, of other issues. Whatever. Um, but Australia won medals too today. Uh, we didn't win any gold, sadly, but um, we got... Two silvers and a bronze, uh, which, look, we'll take, I guess. Um, we got the silver in the men's 470 in the sailing. Yay! And a silver in the uh, 49er category in the sailing. Yay! Um, Matthew Belcher and William Ryan in the 470 and um, Peter Outeridge and Ian Jensen in the 49er. But you, you can't really celebrate that in the uh, 49er category because we lost to a New Zealand pair, so, um, you know, we may as well not have won a medal. Um... And we got a bronze in the men's K2 1000 metres canoe sprint. Uh, I think that was actually the kayak, technically, that one, but whatever. Um, Ken Wallace picked up, I think that's his third or fourth uh, overall Olympic medal. I think it's his third. Um, he won gold back in Beijing and bronze back in Beijing. Um, and he's still got another event to go as well, so he could add another medal to that. Um, and Lachlan Tame, in his very first Olympics, uh, took a bronze with Kenny Wallace there. Um, 
Lots of talk about the canoe sprint and the slalom and all that sort of stuff coming up soon. But uh, yes, Canada, uh, well, you got a gold, as I said, uh, the great sport of wrestling, the women's freestyle, 75 kilogram. Sadly missed that one, Colin, um, but uh, I'm sure it was exciting. Uh, Erica, is it Weabby? How do you say her name? <laughs> it's Weabby. Weabby. We might call her Weabby, though. Weabby. Just for the fun of it. Well, there's an I in there, and I don't know, Weeb, okay. <laughs> Weeb sounds a bit dweeby. It's just funny, because, like, here in Canada, I mean, it's a Mennonite name, um, but here in Canada, Weeb is, like, as common as it gets. Right. So, especially here in Manitoba. So, yeah, anybody listening in Manitoba, all three of us, <laughs> me being one of the three, <laughs> will be laughing at your Weeby. Weeby. Okay, Weeb. Erica Weeb. Uh, was that a shock? Was she a favorite going into the women's freestyle 75-kilogram category? Well, she has a profile on Hello My Name Is on Team Canada's website, so... Uh, she must have at least been favored in it. Uh, like the funny thing is, wrestling doesn't often get a lot of coverage on Canadian TV, which is strange because it's something we almost always meddle in. Um, I, I, I think at least going back to uh, the last time that it was a really big deal was in Sydney, uh, and that was probably because the only gold we had in Sydney was Daniel Agali winning uh, for wrestling. And since then, it's it's something that when somebody does win from Canada, they'll put it all on the TV. I just watched it for the second time in the last five hours here on CBC. They just played it. Uh, but I, I think it's something that every Olympics we go into kind of forgetting, hey, we're actually good at wrestling. Well, um, it's not a surprise that nobody gives a shit about wrestling because it's wrestling. So, um, you know, unless you're in, like, Kazakhstan or Belarus, um you know, it's never shown, even though, like, Japan... Canada. <laughs> Canada, sure. Um, silver medal, obviously, the big one, Andre de Grasse. Uh, silver in the men's 200 metres. I uh, don't know who won that one. I'll have to research that one. I've, I've no idea. <laughs> um, and a couple of bronzes as well. Um, you backed up your heptathlon with your decathlon. Damien Warner, uh, yes. bronze there for well, Canada, obviously. Um, and diving, you finally cracked a diving medal. Megan ben- Benfito, is it? Or was it yeah, Weeb? Benfito, Benfetto. <laughs> <laughs> we pronounce it Weeby. <laughs> um, yeah, um, behind the Chinese. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, good <laughs> couple of uh, gold, uh, medals there, bronzes and silvers. Uh, I guess you're happy you finally got one in the diving. And uh, obviously, DeGrasse, not the not a big surprise. And, uh, well, yeah, Warner, I mean, he likes to compete in 10 events. Yeah, Warner was one of the, the few guys that CBC was really uh, pumping up a lot throughout the last couple of weeks and it was really supposed to be kind of a race between him and ashton eaton who's married of course to brian tyson eaton uh, he was famously ridiculed for cheering his wife on uh because it was anti-american apparently <laughs> but uh she was in the stands cheering from the whole time and that's probably why damian warner slipped all the way down to the bronze position <laughs> but still to get a medal it's fantastic and the diving is the big surprise to me, and I don't know if it's just that I was kind of defeated after several fourth-place finishes in diving. Uh, I think more than anything, I'm surprised that it was Benfetto that won the bronze, just because uh, the synchronized duo, her and Rosaline Fillion, Rosaline Fillion's the one, I think, who was the favorite to medal in this. So it was kind of just a reversal there. Um, I, I was surprised, even the semifinals yesterday, to see that Benfetto was ranked a bit higher, but... Yeah, all around, I think it is Andre de Grasse's day. And it's funny because you could win a gold in any event. And Andre de Grasse winning silver to a same bolt is bigger than any gold we could ever win. 
Uh, it's just been hilarious the last couple of days. I wish that I could have been on yesterday just talking about how hilarious it was to watch Usain Bolt and Andre de Grasse man-crushing on each other, their <laughs> bromance at the finish line. I mean, in a way, I think it's exciting just because this is showing people that the sport can still be fun and that it's not so super competitive and so super negative. Uh, but Andre de Grasse is pretty much officially the hero of everybody in this country right now, I think. Uh, was he dared to go up close to a sane bolt right at the end there? Um, you know, dared to win the silver? He was silver? dared to smile. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Bolt was dared to smile back. Right, right. Okay, then. We're obviously going to talk about a certain uh, ooh bolt um, very, very shortly. Uh, we'll get to that. But... Um, just uh, as we always do, kind of going over a few of the other non-medal results. Um, these get a little bit lesser and lesser, I guess, as we get closer and closer to the end, because generally the sports at the end, Australia does nothing in. Um, in the athletics, uh, good news for Australia. No, we didn't get a silver medal beside us, uh, same Bolt, but we uh, have our first ever athlete in the 1,500-metre final in 40 years. Ryan Gregson has made the 1,500-metre final. See, small things in Australia, Colin. We might not have the second fastest man in the world, but we've got a man who can run 1,500 metres well enough to make the final. Um, so good on you, Ryan Gregson. Um, he finished third in his semi-final and the eighth fastest time across the two semis, hence why he made the final. Uh, Cedric Dubler, um, well, look, he didn't win a bronze in the decathlon, but he was 14th, and we're proud of that in Australia. We don't need a medal to know that we're good at 10 events. Um, Damien Birkenhead, uh, or he's known here, the Corio Colossus, uh, finished 10th in the final of the men's shot put. Um, which I actually was watching some of that. That was quite a fascinating sport, the shot put. Um, Catherine Mitchell, she was six in the women's javelins. That was good for you there, Catherine. Um, and in the high jump, which uh, we're talking a lot about today because it's my new favourite sport, um, Eleanor Patterson sadly did not make the uh, final, but I will be there, Eleanor, in Rio in a car waiting to pick you up to help you cry because I think you need a cuddle. Um, BMX. <laughs> not creepy at all. Not at all. Um, both Sam Willoughby and Anthony Dean are into the semi-finals. Uh, made it through the quarters. Good job for them. Um, and our third competitor, Bodie Turner, sadly did not make it through. Uh, as we mentioned, the canoe kayak, Ken Wallace and Lachlan team got a medal in that one. Um, Daniel Bowker and Jordan Wood were in the B final of the K2 200 metres. They finished third, so 11th overall there. In our diving, again, we don't need a medal. We're happy with fifth. Melissa Wu, um, <laughs> she was fifth. Uh, in that one, and uh, I didn't. I saw the the semis. I didn't see the finals. Um, but uh, from what I heard, we apparently she was kind of in with a bit of a shot with the bronze. I don't know. Did you pay any attention to Melissa Wu? No, um, she was off my radar today. I'm sorry That's to all say. Right. Uh, Brittany O'Brien uh, didn't make the final. She was fifteenth in the semi. But again, I will be happily there, Brittany, to pick you up to make sure that you uh, have a cuddle. Um, <laughs> In the golf, uh, Minji Lee hit a four under par 67 in the second round, and she's just four shots behind uh, the leader, MB Park, uh, with only two more rounds to go. I'm excited. Modern pentathlon is underway, and um, our lady that we sent one t- a message yesterday, Chloe Esposito, uh, 13th at the moment, um, 19 victories and 16 defeats. And only what, what a great sport that you can lose and you can still be in it. Um, and Max Esposito, again, I think we're pretty sure they're cousins, um, 19th, 
he is at the moment with 13 victories and 22 defeats. Sailing, uh, we mentioned we've got a couple of silvers there. We don't need to talk much about that. Uh, synchronized swimming um, in the team event. We're currently in eighth. That's decent. There's probably only eight teams in the competition, I'm guessing. But, um, you know, that looks good on a resume. Australia eighth in synchronized swimming. Uh, taekwondo. I don't think I'm in it anymore. Yeah. Not, I mean, not me specifically, but Canada. <laughs> I, I saw you there, uh, Colin, on the, the coverage. <laughs> um, Olympic debutante in the taekwondo, Carolyn Merton, uh, went down to Swedish fighter Nikita Glasnovich. In the 57-kilogram division, sad news there for Carolyn. And in the triathlon, I watched this pretty much from start to finish. Uh, we had two top finishers, uh, top 10 finishers. Uh, Alistair Brownlee won that for Great Britain, but uh, Aaron Royal uh, was ninth, and uh, Ryan Bailey in 10th. So that was decent, the triathlon. It's a, it's a fun sport to watch. Um, and, I mean, I think there's still a few others here, according to what I know. Um, that we had... No, we didn't. Never mind. I'm thinking of something else. Uh, shut up, Ben. Colin, how did Canada go besides winning every medal in the world? <laughs> well, of course, Damien Warner in the decathlon, that was the majority of what was going on today just because the event takes all day. Um, but yeah, he was uh, second, third, flipping back and forth, ended up in third bronze position. Uh, I was interested to see if you knew about the Canadian... Uh, in the women's high jumping because when you were going on and on about it earlier today I was hoping we would have had it on TV but they didn't show it at all so uh, the Canadian apparently finished in 14th place yes. uh, Alexandria Treasure oh, last name. Uh, was she a, <laughs> was, was she uh, a treasure to well, you look, or I, I, is she I can forgettable honestly say I didn't see her I'm about to google it now out of all the ones they showed I don't think I got the pleasure of seeing the treasure um, if I just quickly have a look right now I've Google imaged her if it will work for me. Come, I'll come back to me. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. We'll, we will return. Um, so, yeah, the women's high jump, that's where we were. Okay. Uh, we did qualify for both the men's and the women's 4x100 relays. Um, in the semifinals, we failed to advance in the men's 1500 meter. Nathan Brannon and Charles Tibetot, I think the way we're pronouncing uh, it, this is like the most elegant name ever. His full name, Charles Philibert Tibetot. <laughs> sounds that like someone's sounds made like... it up. I'm just going to call you Charles Philibert yeah. Tibetot. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like somebody that should be like an old British movie or, or uh, <laughs> Downton Abbey or something like that. Um, but thankfully, in the women's 800 meter, Melissa Bishop is moving on to the finals. Oh, she was God. second in her semifinal. Thank God, yeah. Uh, Tori Nyhog is uh, through the quarterfinals in the BMX, men's individual BMX. That's an event, like, I, I don't know why this is something that's not on TV, because this is, like, exciting. This We talk about how they need to bring more extreme sports into it, they need to bring more X Games into it, and this is not even on TV, and here, the great Tori Nyhog is through the quarterfinals, and I didn't see any of it on oh, TV. We get, we get so blanket coverage, they love it here in Australia. I, I am a fan, it's great. It's BMX and sailing back-to-back, oh, all over it's, 7 it's and 7 The excitement between triathlon, BMX, and uh, sailing, uh, I mean, I nearly lost my shit. <laughs> And only one of them was exciting, um, so... <laughs> uh, of course, Andre DeGrasse, silver medalist in the men's 200 meter. That's the most exciting story just because a year ago, nobody knew who this guy was. And being in Canada and following uh, him for the last year, the World Championships, Pan Am Games, it, it literally has been a guy who's come out of nowhere. And now he's, the, as you said, second fastest in the world. 
Uh, I am really disappointed that Australia... Did you medal in the canoe or kayak? Damn straight, did we did. We got a bronze. In which one? Uh, the one with two people. K2 1,000 metres. The, the one where you sit down. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to say, if we lost... In uh, if we lost in it to Australians, that would be embarrassing. But the fact that rowing and kayaking canoe has just been completely empty for Canada in these Olympics is a total shame to us. I guess at the same time, we've traded off for swimming. But Ryan Cochran and Hugus Fornell, ah. uh, they finished eighth in the K2 200 meters. Ryan so Cochran isn't he the 1500 meter swimmer? Uh, I think it's a different Ryan Oh, Cochran. I was about to say, he's a man um, of many it, trades. Oh, I've swung the 1,500 metres. I was getting a boat now, and I'll just paddle a bit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's only so many things you can do. The summer is so short, you don't want to waste any of it in Canada. <laughs> so Ryan Cochran's probably going to be out there on the, the balance beam and the uh, rhythmic gymnastics, and he's he's riding lady fine lady number six right now in the equestrian. So he'll be all over. He's got more chance for medals. Uh, diving, Megan Benfetto won the bronze. Rosalind Fillion ended up in sixth place, so that's the 10-meter platform. Uh, golf, we're doing pretty good with one of our golfers. Elena Sharp's in 32nd right now, but Brooke Henderson is in third place after, what is this, day two. Mm. Uh, so Feels longer, nine more it? days to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess... Fencing, you know more about the modern pentathlon. Fencing, uh, is that the only event that's gone so far? Uh, no, I think they had a couple. I, I, I think they've had at least, they surely would have had at least half of them by now. I mean, it's a, what, a three-day event, so, oh, okay, maybe two of them at least. Um, okay. Yeah, get back to me. <laughs> All right, well, Melly McCann is third in the fencing round, and Donna Vakalis was fourth in the fencing round. Um, and in the triathlon, uh, Tyler Mislachuk, he was the one that, uh, there was a little bit more hope, hope behind. He finished in 15th place. And of course, in wrestling, we had several wrestlers out today. The one who was the big story was of course, Erica Weeb, who did win the gold, uh, our lone gold of the day. But as I said earlier, I'll mention it again, Andre DeGrasse winning a silver. It is as good as a gold because he won it right next to Usain Bolt. Well, and that's always a gold, basically. You know, that's just... Exactly. It's just how it is. Like, you know you're not going to win, so the next best person essentially is going to be the gold medalist. And uh, do, do you feel as though that, that you're guaranteed a gold now in four years' time? Is, is he going to take the double, double? Uh, well, the single double, he's only would have done it first time. But uh, will he take the double in four years' time? Uh, you know, four years is a long time. And the interesting thing is, is in, in sprinting, it's a very short shelf life compared to other sports. You could have swimmers out there in three, four Olympics. And it's usually surprising if somebody can pull off success two Olympics in a row like Bolt has. But at the same time, the majority of the other competitors in both one and 200 meters are sprinters who are kind of nearing the end of their career. Grasping a guy who's 21 years old, I don't even think he's 22 yet. I think that he could be the favorite going into uh, going into Tokyo, and then definitely the favorite going into Flin Flon in 2028. <laughs> well, I want to talk about Bolt. We've got to talk about Bolt, but um, yeah, just quickly fencing. It was only fencing. It was the ranking round of fencing, everyone's favorite day of fencing in modern pentathlon. Oh, so um, tomorrow we're going to have the swimming, more fencing, the jumping, and my favorite, the run and shoot. Um, <laughs> sounds like an average uh, Saturday night in most suburbs of America. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so that's all the women tomorrow. <laughs> I love how they're combining it—the run and shoot. 
Like, can't they combine it all? Like, you've got to swim with a sword in your hand, then as you get out of the pool, you jump on a horse while shooting, and then, like, at the end, you've got to sprint to the finish or something like that. Like, it's done in, like, half an hour. Simple. That's how you make modern pig Didn't we report... Didn't we report earlier in one of our episodes about uh, the upcoming sport for Tokyo, the triple jump archery? I thought that was one of the <laughs> yes. ones that was... See, they're list- you know, this is what they're going to do. They're going to listen to us more, the IOC. You know, come on, Thomas Buck. <laughs> um, just <laughs> stop making pools green and handing out little shit figurines and um, listen to us. Um, but yes, I, I guess uh, a little uh, little athlete, somebody who's going to be big in the future, <laughs> saying bolts. Uh, it's always going to be the talk when he's in it. But um, he pulled it off again, 200 metres. He's become the first... Man, woman, or child in the history of the world to win. Or horse. Or horse. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the horse Olympics lately. Um, the, the double, uh, three, the triple double, uh, which is amazing. And uh, he looked actually disappointed when he won because I think he was disappointed with his time. But uh, blame DeGrasse because he made him run a bit fast yesterday. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what can we say that we haven't said the other day? I mean, here he is, the greatest human being to ever be a human being. Um, he's got eight gold medals now in total, which, you know, is what, a quarter of my. Michael Phelps, but we've been over this 101 times. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, this is sad. It's his last individual uh, Olympic event, apparently. Um, but yeah, this is this is the man. This is Bolt. Uh, you know, it's funny because we said a couple of days ago we were talking about Bolt's own statement about does the sport need a Usain Bolt to win, and it's almost a little bit scary now thinking about what will 2020 be like without Bolt. Uh, obviously, a lot of these amateur sports are, uh, they're kind of under scrutiny right now, you know, for uh, doping and everything like that, and poor sportsmanship and uh, uh, vandalism of washrooms <laughs> disguised as armed robberies. But um, <laughs> to have an athlete that just everybody can get behind, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever have something like this again. You, you, you look back on, some of the athletes from history that have been, you know, uh, I guess very well regarded. You think of somebody like Jesse Owens. I mean, it took a long time for many countries to come around to a guy like Jesse Owens. I don't think anybody uh, can say anything bad about, um, I was going to say Andre DeGrasse, him too, but <laughs> nobody can say anything wrong about Usain Bolt. And the fact is they're still interviewing right now on CBC. The The stands are empty and he's there doing interviews. And they were talking about this on uh, TV right before the event that, after the semifinals the other, the other day, he was there until one thirty in the morning in the stadium interviewing. Wow. And this is a guy who's you know dedicated to the sport. He's uh, dedicated to the fans, and he has more fun than any athlete I've ever seen. I, it's so sad that we will probably never get to see him in Olympics again. But just means really look forward to the World Championships next year. Well. I think that, because, you know, Channel 7 being Channel 7, turning it all Australia-based and that, because obviously the next Commonwealth Games are in Australia in 2018. Um, and, of course, they're all like, oh, we're going to try and start to get him out here to the Gold Coast in 2018. I mean, he loves Australia. He, he honestly does. He always comes out here on holidays, I think, in the summer. Um, and because I'm pretty... I don't know, do the CBC always... I mean, I'm guessing they'd get an interview with him since he obviously does interviews with every TV station there if he's there at 1 o'clock. But... Um, the Channel 7 guy, we all... They just finished. All oh, right, there you go. Yeah, like right now, he just finished interviewing on CBC. Right, well, yeah, no, the the Channel 7 guy always seems to get him and uh, has a bit of a jovial chat with him, and 
it was fun actually seeing this one because he's basically come out and he's all like, yes, I told you all I was the greatest. You know, like as you were saying, similar <laughs> to like Muhammad Ali and he was basically saying that like everybody's getting, like he's getting old and he's like, I'm too old to catch up with these kids now and I've already proven I'm the best or something like that. Like, he's just so good. But yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they could somehow get him out to the Commonwealth Games. I don't, I think the Commonwealth Games is a bit below Usain Bolt. Didn't he run the relay in Glasgow? I think that's the only time he's been to the Commonwealth Games, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure years back he competed in the Junior Goodwill Games or something like that. <laughs> As everybody should. Um, yeah, I'm just looking here. So he's only won, ever won one gold at the Commonwealth Games, and that was in Glasgow in the relay. Um, so, like, I, I guess kind of when he probably looks a lot... You have something to prove, Bolt. Well, Come on. Although I guess if you want to be technical, I mean, he's, you know, DeGrasse is Canadian. He's in the Commonwealth Games, so... Um, Gold Coast, that actually would be a good race. But I guess before that, he's only running up against like people from Fiji and Australia. So um, he's not exactly going to be challenged. But um, yeah, it's, it's sad to think that we're not going to see him anymore. And it's, I mean, I guess kind of we feel that it's not like Phelps. So there probably is a chance that Phelps will come back for Tokyo and still win. Whereas, you know... I mean, in a way, we kind of... I, I think it probably would be good that he doesn't come back. Because, I mean, wouldn't it be sad if he decided to come back to Tokyo and he didn't win? I mean, that would just be terrible. Yeah, and that was the reason why this whole Olympics, as excited as I was for DeGrasse, and he really was an underdog going in. I wasn't even totally sure if DeGrasse could pull something like this off. He was untested. But as much as I was behind him... Every race that he has, I'm watching, kind of hoping that Bolt still wins. Just because... To have an athlete like this that can really go out in his prime, I mean, it, it's it's unheard of. Uh, I don't even think Phelps can ever say he went out in his prime because he, he had that slump, if you want to call it, the slump in London. But in Phelps' mind, it was a slump. And I think Bolt, that's what's most important to him is his own legacy. And uh, I think he's done something now where he can be proud and guaranteed that he's going out as the best. Um, I think he also was, you could tell today, he was pushing a little bit harder in that 200-meter final. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know it from his time, but compared to what we saw in Beijing and London, I'm not saying he's losing it at all, but age will eventually catch up with him. And I don't think Bolt's the type of guy who wants to have any question in his mind whether he's going to win or not. And uh, I can imagine if DeGrasse had won, you probably would have come on here and go, oh, Canada won a fucking second goal today. I'm disappointed. Um, <laughs> Bolt got beaten. Um, just quickly, yeah. with Canada, um, your fourth gold medal, that's pretty cool. And I'm just looking here. Uh, this is your most gold medals you've won at an Olympics since Barcelona. And if I'm looking at this quickly enough, it's, I think, only the... Fourth or fifth time in your history you've ever won four or more gold medals at a Summer Olympics. So, you know, doing well. (laughs) You know, it's just history all over the place. It's amazing watching CBC and before every, or not before, because they don't like to jinx themselves after the embarrassment that was Athens, which (laughs) I bring up quite a bit. But, um, yeah, there's just, there's no, uh, there's there's no talk before an event starts, but as soon as one's over, they have the facts right there on screen about how history-making it, it was. You know, the fact that DeGrasse has meddled in both the 1 and 200 meters, uh, they immediately showed that there was uh, only three times in history that that's ever happened now to even medal. We're not even talking about, you know, gold. There's only one who actually won the gold in both 1 and 200 meter. And that was 1928. So really the last time that a Canadian pulled something like this off was like 90 years ago. 
So Andre de Grasse doing this at this age is incredible. And uh, that's what I love about this Olympics for Canada so far is that we have so many of these big moments like Derek Druin, you know, with the, the high jump, these long gaps where it's been so long since Canada's really had success. And now out of nowhere, it's it's sort of all looking up for Canada. Uh, as it should. You know, it's long overdue. You know you're going to choke at the Winter Olympics now, and Australia's going to do well in uh, Korea right. in, in like 18 months. <laughs> so, um, sorry, Canada. Um, what else happened today in terms of big news events uh, outside of us? Uh, New Zealand won a bunch. Um, that's They won a gold. Boo. They beat Australia. But uh, I think they, they won two silvers and a Two bronze, Jesus! Calm down, New Zealand. Um, two bronzes, two <laughs> silvers, and a gold. So even again, when Canada it's get, for the rest of us, when, whenever Canada like turn around and try and get the elusive gold to take them ahead of the sheep shaggers, they um, New Zealand just have to go out and do it again. Like this is this is war. We talked, I think, yesterday about Germany and Brazil about to enter a war. I think this is more New Zealand and Canada are about to enter a war. You know, we challenge you to a 75-kilogram women's wrestling match, and then we'll see who's boss. <laughs> or wrestling? What's that involve? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, in, in all fairness, at least Canada and Australia spread out our medals. New Zealand wins medals in, like, sailing and rowing and canoe. That's about it. So, like, you know, <laughs> spread your sports out, New Zealand. Um, although they did win a bronze in the athletics. But whatever. It's shot put. It doesn't count. It's not a real sport. Um, so what else have we got today? Uh, we'll just go through the medal, the winners. Uh, but yeah, America did very well in the athletics today. Very well in the athletics today. They basically um, won uh, everything except for the 200 meters and the javelin. Um, so Karen Clement won the men's 400 meter hurdles. I love how they don't run the 410 meter hurdles like they do with 110 meter hurdles. Um, the shot- I have an answer for that. Oh, you do? I do have an answer. Why? What yeah. happens? Uh, well, I'm 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 gonna do more research, but this would be it. Just came to me. I'm I'm brilliant like that. But <laughs> pure speculation. Obviously, there's a height difference between men and women, even just on an average height, and they would have to have the same amount of hurdles that they're jumping. But based on the stride length, it would take men about 10 meters longer to jump over the same amount of hurdles that the women would jump over in 100. Right. So that would be my guess why it's 10 meters longer. So basically the Athletics Federation is sexist because they don't think women can stride as fast as men. I don't know. That was a- Well, I've got a comment on that whenever you're ready. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm born ready. Give it, give it to me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so I've been waiting to bring this up for a couple of days. I've been watching the boxing and... Uh, I noticed uh, when it started that there was no headgear, which I don't know if you followed boxing much in the Olympics oh, or not. But I love it. <laughs> but it's the first time I have ever seen it without headgear, and I, again, looked it up and realized this is something they decided to do away with uh, for the first time, I don't know in how long, that there's no more protective headgear for boxing. Now, this is when the men's boxing was going on. The reason that they said, and I've heard this multiple times, read it, and heard it commented on air, is that new studies have shown that you're actually more prone to concussions and head injuries if you wear the headgear than you are without. Right. Now, funny enough, the women are still wearing the headgear. <laughs> <laughs> so these, these scientific studies have discovered, no, they're, they're in jeopardy of real brain trauma <laughs> if they wear the headgear. Let the women keep it on. Wow. <laughs> Guys, you got to take it off. Wow. So they're basically saying that women, you deserve to get concussion and men don't? Um, I don't know. 
I don't know. I think ultimately it comes down to guys just think they're too cool to wear it. But uh, Well, that's a bit of a shit. Yeah, I don't know if they really are. Well, if that's research, so does that mean then, like, you know, in American football, oh, no, <laughs> like, take it off. Um, car racing, oh, if you have a massive crash, you know, it's fine. You'll be fine. You're wearing a helmet, you'll get worse injuries. Cycling, oh, no, don't need it. <laughs> like, is that the logic? It's even more surprising because this is a sport where they don't have a bronze medal fight because it's too much. They don't want to put fighters through an unnecessary risk so they award two bronze medals yep. in every event yeah but yet they're like take off the headgear it's all right but keep it on women <laughs> one of you is gonna get hurt we just this is part of the scientific study that's what it is wow. like, it, it is time to decide once and for all if headgear causes brain trauma <laughs> it's men versus women i really wish that they would do that in a lot of other sports like oh we can't like i mean imagine how quick sailing would be over if it was like you know just like oh whatever you know you're gonna just two bronzes like in all these sports we've discovered have repper charges and just like you know battle for fifth to eighth place like no one gives a crap like just do the boxing mode of things like eh get to the semis everyone gets a bronze except for the two winners like you know <laughs> everyone in the entire field gets a bronze uh why not um anyway um what are we, what are we up to oh so yeah uh, the shot put oh don't we love it ryan krauser for the u.s in an olympic record if you don't mind the men's decathlon as you said ashton eaton an olympic record for the usa the women's 400 hurdles delilah muhammad uh she took that one out uh not an olympic record uh, and the javelin that went to croatia sarah kolak uh gold there badminton Women's doubles to Japan, Masaki Matsumoto and Ayaka Takashi gold there. Boxing. Uh, <laughs> you can pronounce you can pronounce <laughs> Japanese names better than you can pronounce Erica Weeb. <laughs> well, Japan's closer to Australia than Canada is, so <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm practicing for Tokyo, alright? Um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> still a little bit away. Men's light heavyweight in the boxing, Julia Cesar La Cruz uh, for Cuba. Gold. Uh, defeated the great Kazakhstani boxer. Here's a name to try and pronounce. Adilbek Niazimbetov. Actually, it wasn't that hard. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> uh, canoeing. Uh, the men's C1 200 metres. Now, I've every day gone, wow, that's a short race. I can see why it's short. I forgot this is the kneel down one. Um, that's a sight to be seen. Men kneeling down in a boat, sprinting hard for 200 metres. It was actually a really fun event. Uh, Yuri Chaban from Ukraine, gold there. The men's K2, 200 metres. Spain, uh, Sol, Cravioto and Christian Toro, gold. Men's K2, 1000. Australia got the bronze. Germany took the gold there. Marcus Gross and Max Reinschmidt. So German, love it. Uh, and the women's K1, 500 metres, well, they weren't happy about it. Hungary, Danuta Kozak uh, winning the gold there. Diving, well, China won. You know that was going to happen. Ren Kwan, uh, the 10-metre platform. Field hockey, we talked about this the other day. Argentina took the gold. No, I'm not going to read out every single one of the Argentinian players' names, but there's a few of them. They won the gold medal. Sailing, uh, Croatia, men's 470, beat Australia. Saim Fantella and Igor Marinic. Women's 470, Great Britain, Hannah Mills, Saskia Clark, 49er, as I said, New Zealand. They can't even get the um, the number correct there. Oh, what about a 69er brew? Uh, Peter Burling and Blair Chook uh, for New Zealand. And um, the 49er FX, that's like the, the one for the kiddies, the, the exciting race. Um, Brazil, the host nation, they beat New Zealand. Yay! Martin Grael and Kahina Kunz. Gold for Brazil, Taekwondo, men's 68 kilogram, Jordan, Ahmed, Abguhush, 
gold for Jordan, which I, if I'm not mistaken, might be Jordan's first ever Olympic gold medal. Uh, yes, it was. Congratulations, Jordan. As long as I've been following them, it is. <laughs> yes, I can't remember them winning one. Um, and Jade Jones from Great Britain won the women's 57 kilogram triathlon. It was the Brownlee double, the Brits, the brothers, Alistair Brownlee gold there. Uh, the men's beach volleyball is, I think, on right now, so we don't have a result for that at the time of recording, unless Colin's got it in the background there, perhaps, I don't know. Um... The wrestling, women's freestyle, 53 kilogram, Helen Marulis from USA, gold. Uh, Japan continuing their dominance. They love their wrestling in Japan. Risako Kawai, uh, 50, uh, 63 kilogram freestyle women's. And as we said, Erica Weeb uh, and the 75 kilogram for Canada. Uh, so we've only got the beach volleyball going on right now and um, probably Brazil versus Germany. I don't know. Um, but the medal tally... Uh, so as I said, Jordan won their first gold. I don't think we really mentioned that Bahrain also, at one point this week, won their very first Olympic gold medal. Sorry, Bahrain. We do love you. Um, but the top five, USA, well out on top. They've won their 100th medal in total now. 35 gold, 33 silver, 32 bronze. Britain still on second after not winning any uh, medals yesterday. They've bounced back with a couple of gold. Uh, still holding off the Chinese. China in third, Germany fourth, Russia in fifth. Fifth, Australia in tenth, still hanging on by basis of silver. We're tied on gold with South Korea and those unfunny Hungarians. Uh, seven gold, ten silver, ten bronze, twenty-seven in total. If you were to reorganise it by total medals, um, we're in about like ninth. So <laughs> not really that improved. But Canada's a lot higher up the medal tally if you do it by total. Canada, you are in nineteenth place. Uh, with four gold, three silver, and 11 bronze. And New Zealand um, are in 16th place. Thank God for Usain Bolt winning another gold, because Jamaica have just gone ahead of New Zealand. Um, four gold for New Zealand, eight silver, three bronze. And the host nation, Brazil, are just behind New Zealand. Four gold, five silver, five bronze. So they're catching up on those gold. Good on you, Brazil. Um, that's the medals. Uh, just quickly before we go to what did we watch, we always got to do the other news of the day. This kind of seems like a trend all of a sudden, is the fact that we talk about oh. Usain Bolt for a long time, and then we talk about Lion Rockdy, as I think they're calling him. <laughs> Lion Lockdy, I should say. Um, I love that headline. We talked about this the other day, the fact that he got held up by gunpoint. And, oh, poor Ryan. Takes him four to six weeks to get over it. Takes him four to six weeks to realise that he's lying. Um, this is all bullshit. He's lied about this. Like, they went and trashed a gas station and claimed that they got held up. What the hell? Ryan Lochte, what's going on here? And they were video doing it. <laughs> like, did they not look around? Oh, there's a camera there. Nobody will bother to look at the footage. <laughs> This guy's on a reality yeah. TV show. You think he'd be used to cameras in his head? What's that over there? Oh, a camera. Like, it's funny because when I first saw the story posted, everywhere it was posted, I just kept saying, you know, it's Ryan Lochte, so how much of this is true, you have to really take it with a grain of salt. When you read Ryan Lochte's account, I mean, going back to day one, even when... I thought this story is probably real, but Ryan Lochte's exaggerated. Ryan Lochte's account of this was they get held up at gunpoint, all of his friends drop to the ground, and he says, I'm not getting down. <laughs> and which they pulled a gun on him, and his words were, whatever. <laughs> like, this was Ryan Lochte's telling of the story, people. 
how are we surprised that this turned out to be the most fabricated thing in history? <laughs> oh, it's just so fascinating because, like, I mean, wh- why? Like, just why did they trash a gas station in the first place? Like, what, what's the purpose? <laughs> oh, bro, let's like go to a Brazilian gas station and trash it because we're cool. Um, but, like, Look, all of these. People have been trying to play the story for a week that you know Rio is this terrible place, and look at the look at how bad it is and how dangerous it is for the athletes. And in in all honesty, the athletes are the ones endangering the Brazilians here. Exactly, it's like nothing except for a green pool. Nothing's really happened. Touch wood, it stays that way. It's good. <laughs> but Ryan Lochte is the most dangerous thing that's happened to these Olympics. Um, <laughs> I think I saw. And you know, just getting serious for a second. Ryan Lochte really is dangerous for the Olympics. I mean, this is not the type of publicity you want for athletes. You know, when you're dealing with what's going on with Russia right now, when you're dealing with, you know, a a lot of the stuff, like we even talk about Justin Gatlin and uh, uh, some of the stuff that's followed him around, do you want somebody out there ruining the reputation? He's one of the most high-profile athletes in the world, for better or worse. I mean, you could say both, success-wise, for the better, for worse, because his public uh, reputation as it is was terrible before this, but this is just an all-new low for the Olympics, and it's all Ryan Lochte's fault. I have to say, uh, we like to rip into news.com.au for their great journalism. I've just found here a headline from the Sydney Morning Herald, a very esteemed newspaper here in Australia. It opens out with the uh, the exact sentence, Ryan Lochte is the dumbest bell that ever rang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing this is an opinion piece. I'm hoping it's an opinion piece. Otherwise, the Sydney Morning Herald really has gone downhill since the last time I checked it. Um. Well, I've been checking Ryan Lochte's Twitter throughout the day. Most of it is him retweeting because he was going to be on NBC tonight talking about this. And I don't I, I recorded it. It was probably on like an hour ago. I don't know if, you know, he's denying it still or whatever. It's going to be funny to watch regardless. But. The only thing he didn't tweet in regards to his appearance on TV coming up was he retweeted Rachel for Trump. (laughs) Well, that explains a bit. Uh, uh, It says, Rachel for Trump, if you are not a Trump supporter or a Christian or animal lover, I won't follow you. Sorry, Jesus is my savior. Do not add me to a list. Um, (laughs) She said... I am from Brazil, and I believe Ryan. I was robbed in the bus. Drivers are working with robbers. <laughs> well, and Ryan Lochte retweeted that. That was the only thing he retweeted all day. She was, she was part of... She was probably just somebody he hooked up with that night after he, like, trashed the, uh, the gas station. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that was... I don't know if you read it, but that was the original uh, report, and maybe there is some truth to this, too, is that he was out, you know, doing whatever, and his girlfriend was wondering where have you been all night when he's checking in at four in the morning and he made up this story and then it escalated from there that's one of the stories that was out there <laughs> Mabel rachel for trump was the reason ryan Lochte was trashing a men's room or something i don't know but remember colin he's a man in the evening and a man when he gets up in the morning even when he <laughs> trashes a gas station <laughs> <laughs> The only reason he can claim that is because he doesn't go to bed at night. He's out committing vandalism crimes. <laughs> so this article, just quickly. So this is Sally Jenkins on the Sydney Morning Herald. The headline is Ryan Lochte, a champion swimmer caught in a riptide of self-absorption. Well, clearly she's a fan of uh, the reality show. 
Um, the 30, so Ryan Lochte is the dumbest bill that ever rang. The 32-year-old swimmer is so landlocked in juvenility that he pulled an all-nighter with guys young enough to call him uncle. Um, <laughs> his story to NBC... <laughs> Billy Bush had the quality of kid exaggerating the size of a fish. And notice how he was the hero of every detail. That was the, always the most dubious, implausible part. Um, there's a special category of obnoxious American bro that Lochte represents in his t-shirt and jeans and expensive suede footwear, which he showed off on Instagram that night at the party along with a price tag where 6k DP he captioned it. Uh, I love the fact that he's, this Sally Jenkins is really digging into the Americans all of a sudden. It's just one guy, Sally. Calm down. <laughs> like, Well, is it really? I mean, here's the thing. There is something about... And I'm not going to say this for America all around, but there's something about the coldness of male American sprinters, <laughs> and there's something about the arrogance of male American swimmers that really is a turnoff. And I've talked to people from other countries who have said the same thing, and it's, I don't hold the grudge against the female athletes in those sports or male athletes in any other sports, but there's just this stigma about male swimmers that just they're completely self-absorbed and arrogant. Well, I have to kind of chime in here and should mention a little bit of other news that you probably wouldn't have gotten over in Canada, but there actually are a couple of Australians in a bit of trouble too for uh, some nighttime activities, and they happen to be swimmers. Uh, One of them actually happens to be female too. No, it's not Brit Elmsley. I didn't manage to go over there and get her a little bit too excited. Um, So Emma McKeon and Josh Palmer have both been banned from the closing ceremony for breaking curfew. Now, um, Emma McKeon apparently went out uh, clubbing in Rio on Tuesday night, uh, had a bit too much to drink, went out a little bit too late, and then ended up staying with a friend rather than checking back in with the Australian Olympic Committee and going back to the uh, village. She didn't tell them where she was, so they've gone, oh, naughty, Emma, you know, and uh, she's come out like, oh, I didn't know, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. But from what I'm hearing of Josh Palmer... He went out and got a little bit too plastered. He apparently did get robbed, although I'm guessing it's going to come out in about a day or two that he actually held up a gas station <laughs> or something, and was found disorientated and passed out on Copacabana Beach the next morning. So he was hanging out with Ryan Lochte, I feel, that night. Um, but, yeah, as an Australian, we're not he? innocent. So, Or was he the guy chasing them out of the gas station? Yes. Exactly. I think it's funny, like, that's their punishment. You are banned from the closing ceremony. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, well, I just, you know, but still. Just... I, I, I don't know. I just think it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, different countries have their failings. Um, if Australians get in trouble, it's because they're breaking curfew. If Americans get in trouble, it's because they're falsely reporting crimes and, <laughs> and threat of being indicted by Brazilian authorities. And Canadians, it's usually steroids, yes. but uh, we all have our own things that yes. we're famous for, I yes, guess. Yes, exactly. Um, we'll just wait for, you know, Andre de Grasse. Oh, steroids. Um, wouldn't that be a shame? We shouldn't joke yeah. about that. No, no, we don't want that. Um, never Andre de Grasse. Never, never. Um, all right, well, Lion Lochte. That's the headline of the Olympics. <laughs> I mean, it's not the, the biggest stretch. I mean, it's kind of easy to uh, put it out there. But um, there was a headline. I can't remember what it's... I saw it this morning on TV. Uh, the, the New York Post had, like, a big photo of Ryan Lochte on it with, like, a really, like, mean headline on it. I can't remember what it was. But, um, yeah, well, it's Ryan Lochte. You know, whatever. Um, we're not losing any sleep over it. Um, all right. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> what did you watch? We've talked about what you watched. Uh, again, anything specific you want to cover with this? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the the 400-meter hurdles, that was fantastic. Uh, I, I like hurdles, but I prefer it if it's a longer race, whereas with, you know, running, I prefer the shorter races. Uh, I was glued to women's volleyball today as long as I could watch it, and I was hoping I'd come home and have some of it recorded, but I haven't found any of it yet, so that's unfortunate. Okay. And I actually spent uh, a lot of the evening basically between uh, whenever I'd catch up to the decathlon recaps and waiting for DeGrasse and Bolt to come up. It was basically Taekwondo all night. That's uh, my original sport. I was trying to show my three-month-old son, and he still is way more interested in Andre DeGrasse, Usain Bolt, and Emily Overholt than to watch something that I almost... I almost competed in, kind of, in a way, in the Olympics. So, I mean, does Canada have a good track record in the uh, in the taekwondo, or is it not good because you never competed? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's not good because of me. if they had me in there, I would be the Usain Bolt of taekwondo right now. <laughs> yes, I can imagine. I, I mean, that's exactly what I picture you as being. Um, yeah, well, I was glued to the athletics, um, mainly the women's high jump. Uh, perhaps we'll get to that in the next category. That's a fun sport to watch. I like the women's high jump. Um, <laughs> perhaps we'll get to that in the next category. But uh, the shot put, I, I mean, it's it's fascinating because they were cutting between the shot put and the high jump. So here you got the women's high jump, like these sleek, beautiful women, like so agile and fit and ready for battle. And you cut to the men's shot put and, like, you know, nothing, no disrespect. That's probably the one sport I could probably compete in is the men's shot put. But the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were talking, the commentators were talking about it. Uh, Steve Hooker, I, I think the, the other guy does a field is Drew, I think his name is. But, um... <laughs> just Drew. <laughs> just Drew. He's like Madonna. Is he formally... <laughs> like, soon he's going to be known as the announcer formerly known as Drew? Yes, he'll just be a symbol. Um, but... It's like the, the way they're like talking about it. They're like, "Oh, you look out for the shot putters coming back to the village tonight. They'll be smashing a few Big Macs in the Olympic Village to this evening. You won't see them in the gym." <laughs> like that's a bit mean. But I'm trying to work it out. Like, I mean, I guess I get it. Like how you would need to be, I guess, muscular and strong for the shot put. So like lots of upper body strength and that. I don't get why you need to be a fatty. Like, I mean, like yeah. <laughs> Why are there so many fat people in the shot put? Like, I don't get it. Like, just be strong in the upper body. You don't need to be fat as well. Are, are they fat or are they husky? Well, some of them were fat. Let's be honest. They were fat. Um, And as a fat man myself, again, these are my people. I'm allowed to talk them up. And I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just talking about one of my own. But, like... It's great to see because, you know, there was that headline last week with that Ethiopian swimmer who was a bit pudgy. And then news.com.au were like, why is this guy in the Olympics? Like, I mean... Ethiopian! If you get a pudgy Ethiopian, applaud the man! Exactly! You know, I should be president. Um, yeah! But, I don't know, why Why are they fat and shot put? Um, does does it help them? I mean, they, they spin in that, so <laughs> maybe the more weight when they spin, they get more momentum built up? Possibly. I just, I love a sport where, like, literally you, like, you don't really have to spin. You can just, like, stand, take two steps and throw something. That's the that's the involvement of their Olympic <laughs> sport. And then clearly they go back and chow down on a few Big Macs. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, I get it. Those shot puts aren't exactly the lightest, and they're throwing it, like, freaking, what, 60 metres or maybe not that long, 20 metres. 60 metres would be pretty good. But, um, I mean, that's a fair throw for something that heavy. But I don't know. I don't know if I can respect a sport that basically involves throwing a giant ball with by a fat person. I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, you will never watch bowling in 2020 or 2024 or 2028. Uh, but, yeah, no, good on the shot putters for doing that. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, I watched the triathlon. Uh, I basically watched that from start to finish. Now, I'm used to... I mean, I generally enjoy the triathlon. It's it's okay. But this one, they kind of they started on the beach and they had to jump through the waves and it got a bit argy-bargy there and... You know, they swim for like 1,500 metres, then they're on the bike, then they're on the running. I mean, it's it's a tough sport. I can imagine that doing a triathlon is very difficult. But, I mean, again, TV-friendly, not really. Um, it's not, you know, exactly <laughs> the most exciting thing because the same two guys are winning the whole bit. And then, basically, uh, the winner of it uh, was one of the Brownlee brothers. He um, essentially was so far ahead at the end, like of his brother that he, he basically just stopped and walked across the line. Like, he grabbed a flag, you know, a British flag from somebody, like, so far down the line. And then, yeah, he literally stopped. He's about 20 seconds ahead of his brother. But then it got to the point where he stopped and almost was like to his brother, like, come on, come on, come finish with me. And then, like, quickly crossed the line so his brother didn't sneak ahead for the gold. So, I don't know. Do you, do you enjoy the triathlon? Did you see any of the triathlon? Uh, I did not see much of it today. I saw uh, basically the recap, so a 60-second recap. That's all you need to see. That's all you need to see. Basically, I saw as much as you saw today. Yeah. I just did it in a fraction of time. <laughs> Alistair Brownlee beat his brother Jonathan Brownlee. Um, what else did I watch today? I think that was a bit, uh, obviously, the sprinting, saw a bit of that, uh, otherwise known as the athletics. Um golf sailing oh god don't even get me started on sailing like <laughs> just we went over this already it's a shit sport it's not a sport um, <laughs> <laughs> it really is not a sport like i i like to defend the quote-unquote sports in these olympics like i will defend rhythmic gymnastics i'll definitely defend wrestling you're sitting in a boat pulling strings <laughs> like it's not a sport. Uh, and then basically the whole the rely you rely on TV graphics to point out where each boat is, where the finish line is, where the naughty corner penalty circle is, where you've got to go when you create a penalty for God's sakes. I mean, again, like they cut to the crowd of the people on the beach watching it. They're all on their apps watching the freaking athletics and just like not doing it. Like it's. <laughs> It's ridiculous. And then when they celebrate, like the Croatian team that won the gold, their boat flipped over after they won. They're in the water pumping the air, celebrating. I think they're actually trying to, like, save their lives. People think, oh, look how happy the Croatians are. I think they're actually like, oh, help us, help us, we're drowning. Um, and then, like, the Aussie boat pulled up next to them. They've kind of leaned in, giving them the high five, and they're, like, trying to, like, pull me up, pull me up, bro, I'm drowning. Like, oh, well done, gold medalist. Um, but you just quickly... the So little happened yes. in sailing that the Croatians were almost drowning because they were too busy watching Andre de Grasse and Usain Bolt <laughs> yes. in the 200 meter on their ass. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but just quickly, the canoe, kayak, we've talked a little bit about that, but um, I had to... The C1 200 meters. Now, this is one of the ones where they're kneeling in their boats. Not sitting, they're kneeling. And it only goes for 200 meters. And basically, it was such a tight finish that they didn't, they couldn't even put the on-screen graphics up to show who had won. And then as soon as everyone crossed the line, basically everybody fell out of their boats. One of them, like, completely took out the buoy at the end when they fell over it. And they're all just laying in the water looking up at a screen, like, going, fuck, who won? Who won? And then it all comes up. It's fascinating to watch. Like, I hate kneeling down, as I said the other day, but in a boat, like, paddling, I don't know how they keep it in a straight line, Colin. I, I don't know. Like, we... 
there, canoeing is big here in Canada. Well, so is kayaking, even just as a recreational activity. <laughs> uh, and I've done both, but I've never done a one-person canoe, uh, the two-person canoe. Even the two-person canoe, I mean, it's hard for me to even grasp at or understand it. How you keep your balance, I don't get it. I, I was in a kayak a couple of years ago, and I don't know how I kept my balance even in a kayak. <laughs> I don't know how I would do it on one leg. I um, I think that, again, eight-person canoe them all kneeling there just going to town (laughs) work out well um but yeah that's the canoe kayak anyway uh athlete of the day is there even any question here is he mr bolt again do we i mean i guess you could put up to grass or that the the weeble girl who won the wrestling (laughs) i was gonna put up ryan lochte to be honest. oh well of course (laughs) he'll lie about it anyway so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go for it can we put up i don't want to put up lochte but can we put up one of the two athletes that he left behind <laughs> to be arrested on his behalf <laughs> after when he told the story he told it that these two guys cowered on the ground while he stood his ground against the armed robbers <laughs> they still backed up his stupid story then he left a day before them and had them arrested on a plane yep I want to put one of these guys up. Do we even know their names? I have no idea who they are, um, but we can put them up if we want to. <laughs> the random... Uh, Ryan Lochte's so-called friends. Yep. You are the athletes of the day. Ryan Lochte's scapegoats. Um, you yeah. <laughs> get the gold medal for believing... I mean, who believes Ryan Lochte? Like, what does he have to say? Oh, guys, like, just stay behind for me. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> You're idiots. We'll get you on season two my reality show <laughs> yes i'll hook you up with a trump supporter on twitter um yeah um I'll, I'll... who knew that season two of his reality show would actually be cops though this is like this is all a plan you know it's got to come back now like this is just all <laughs> like the producers of the network have gone ryan like don't win gold like choke uh pretend you got robbed um uh, <laughs> create a big news story about it you know it will it will make ratings um, you know, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I'll, the I'll, trial of the century. Yes. Part two. Chasing down in a Bronco along the highway in LA. Uh. <laughs> I want I want Take me to my mum's house. Take me to my mum's house. <laughs> Chase him down in one of the, the capsized sailing boats of Croatia. <laughs> David Schwimmer will play his best friend in a TV movie in about 10 years. <laughs> Channing Tatum will play Ryan Lochte. (laughs) (laughs) We've nailed the casting at least. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Every Canadian female athlete will want to have lunch with uh, the (laughs) Ryan Lochte, Channing Tatum. (laughs) My name is... Oh, yes. Top fuck, yes. Top fuck. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. Um, Yeah, well, that's that's solved that. Uh, Yeah, wife of the day, goodness me. Can we list every single person who competed in the women's high jump, basically? Uh, special note, before I get to the high jump, though, I want to put a special note out to uh, Brittany O'Brien, uh, our Australian diver who finished in 15th place. She's 18, before you question how old she is. Um, I was about to Google. She's, uh, you know, not bad. Um, but, yeah, I, I, the high jump, it was just, it was like a buffet. I was just, I was, I wanted to know... <laughs> I was like on, yeah, I was just, I was intrigued. It was great. That sounded really disrespectful, but you know what I mean. Um, but I have to. Hold on, I've got to pause for a second. I got to pause. I, I was about to try to Google to see if this got my approval for your future wife. And when you're saying that, I started to Google women's buffet. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I would be intrigued to see what the results came up for that one, Colin. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but a particular note, um, our Australian high jumper, Eleanor Patterson, uh, she was, you know, it was interesting, actually, because they're talking her up, they're saying, like, oh, Eleanor, you know, she's very different to most athletes, you know, she refused all interviews coming into this, you know, she's very private, she likes to keep to herself, and they kept, like, showing her, like, you know, every time she before she does a run-up, she's sort of just sitting there, she's got her eyes closed, you know, she's kind of, like, doing this, it's almost like she's literally, like, you know, be the bar, be the mat, like, she's, like, literally in this zone. And then she didn't make it to the final and they've interviewed her. She's there standing like she's got a big, massive, like, Hollywood sunglasses on because she's obviously been crying a lot. She just looked like one of these, like, you know, Britney Spears coming out of a gas station, or Ryan Lochte, I should say, not wanting to be seen by the paparazzi. <laughs> um, and she was gutted. She was so upset. I felt sorry for her. But um, I'm not going to go through all these days, but the one that I have to point out, the Italian high jumper who just snuck in in 15th place, Desiree Rosett. Look her up, Colin. Um, so, she's 22, before you say anything. Um, and <laughs> I, it makes me want to jump over high things. So, <laughs> How tall is she, is my question. Um, I don't know if I quite know her that well to be able to answer that question. <laughs> but... <laughs> Perhaps when I see her... I just wondering whether it would be awkward with her towering over uh, one p- 1.81 meters. You, yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, I don't. I think I'm a little bit shorter than that. So, well, you know, that's a good... You really mind? Mm, nah, it's fine. Doesn't necessarily mean no matter how high you are. But, um, yep, she can join the club. Uh, and still no uh, reply to the snap from Brit Elmsley. I'm very disappointed. Uh, anyway... Uh, all right, Channel 7, what have we got? Uh, I've got a couple here from the commentary, as always. <laughs> I'm in the canoeing. Uh, you've got the expert canoeing commentator guy who is so boring. He literally sits there with the head commentator and is just like, come on, boys, you can do it. Yeah, boys, you're doing well. Oh, gee, you're going well. Come on, boys, put into it. Like, he's not giving any analysis. He's just cheering. <laughs> like, that's, he's gone to Channel 7. Yeah, I know a lot about canoe. Can I come? And he's just done it to get a free trip to the Olympics. Um, All right. Paddle some more. Paddle. Paddle with all your might. The head commentator, because the German pairing that won, apparently, are police officers. So the exact line that the Australian (laughs) commentator says in winning bronze, Australia fought the law, but the law won. (laughs) (laughs) Like... As if that wasn't perfect. Um, they've interviewed Ken Wallace afterwards, and he's like, exact like, oh, Ken, you won a bronze, how do you feel? Oh, jeez, it's a bloody long lane, isn't it? <laughs> this is the guy who's won medals before. Um, now, we talked a little bit already in these, uh, these podcasts about Zumbo's Just Dessert that's coming after the Olympics. So, yesterday, on yesterday's show, we talked a little bit about Bruce McAvaney being involved in the cross-promotion for other shows. So, he was talking up yesterday this new show, The Durrells, coming to Channel 7. And he's come out and said, if there was a gold medal for dysfunctional families, it would be for The Durrells. So, now they've got this ad for Zumbo's Just Dessert, where you've got, like, some little chocolate thing, which looks like it's floating. So, Bruce McAvaney's uh, dub over is, no tricks, no special effects, it's really levitating this Monday on Zumbo's Just Desserts. So then in the high jump, I swear this has to be the most poorest 
attempt at a segue ever, the commentator in the high jump after one of the females clears the bar literally says, no tricks, no special effects, she's really levitating. <laughs> I was like, really? Um, and the best one, the best one of the day, Bruce McAvady again, after a St. Bolt's won, he's going around the crowd, he's kissing everybody, he's celebrating, Bruce McAvady says, oh, we all feel like we've been kissed by a ray of sunshine in so many ways. <laughs> Bruce, you want his shoes the other day, now you want him to be kissed by Hussein, like, we've all got man crushes on him, but Wow. <laughs> He seems like a very cheesy guy, to be honest. He is. That's a that's a nice way of putting him. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, well, how's Canada going today in the commentary stakes? Uh, well, I didn't hear anything really bad on the Canadian commentary, but um, for whatever reason, the the feed that was showing Taekwondo on TSN, uh, it was Scottish announcers. <laughs> At least it sounded very Scottish to me. And this one guy just at one point started babbling. It was you know, basically in between rounds. And I don't think he really knew what he was trying to say or he knew how to articulate his point because he started going on and on. And I had to write down what he said. He basically said, to fight somebody at that distance, you have to imagine this in a Scottish accent, by the way, which I can't do. <laughs> you have to uh, fight, to fight that somebody at distance. that distance. <laughs> you have to be brave like when you're in an elevator <laughs> with people. You don't know. And you keep your distance from them. <laughs> Human beings like to have that personal space. In any fight, you have to get right in. Look them in the eye. Go for that. These are human beings as well as fantastic female fighters. <laughs> That's to signify the separate. Nonsense. <laughs> I, I think by the end, you could hear him chuckling. Like Even he's like, I have no clue what I'm saying right now. <laughs> These are human beings as well as female fighters. <laughs> Just to clear that up. Analogy about, I know anybody, when I, when I did compete in one you know, uh, event in Taekwondo when I was a kid. thing I was thinking about is like, just get in the mindset. You're not in an elevator. You're in a safe place right now. <laughs> Be the kick. Be the kick. <laughs> Be the helmet that doesn't protect from concussion. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they're still wearing helmets in Taekwondo, by the way. They don't care about them as much as the boxers. Yes. Wow, goodness me, I'm missing out. I didn't see, I haven't seen any taekwondo yet, actually. So um, they really don't care about it in Australia. Um, there you go. Um, Nor do you care about it. No, well, I enjoyed it to a point. And I remember we won a gold in it in Sydney. That was exciting. Lauren Burns, I touched a gold medal when she came to Hobart. So you know that. that and actually, her gold medal. That wasn't an analogy for anything. Um, I was 13 at the time. Come on now. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, anyway, um, Canadian Athlete of the Day, please be better than yesterday's. Yesterday was boring. Um, we had a cyclist. I think well, who did you pick yesterday? Hugo Barrett. I he was to... Canada's Ryan Lochte. Um, so. <laughs> I'll have to go back and read his profile another oh, time. Oh, don't. Um, Until you go to bed and you need something to put you to sleep. <laughs> well, it's, it's very appropriate that, uh. This is the one I picked because I just read the profile, knew that she was competing and figured, oh, this has to be the one for today. Uh, and she ended up going on to win a gold. So very appropriate that Erica Weeb, gold medalist, 75 kilogram wrestler, is the Canadian athlete of the day. So her profile, my name is Erica Weeb and I am Canadian. Uh, and I just noticed that even though she's filling in the blank, it has an exclamation mark, which explains why just like a few days ago, this athlete is writing everything with exclamation marks. So when it is, I'll just try to yell it. 
uh, draw a picture of yourself. She did draw a picture of herself. She's not wearing a shirt for some reason. Oh, I need to say this one. <laughs> Nor does she have breasts, so don't <laughs> oh, rush to it. Damn but, it. Uh, she, she got very elaborate with her hair, and she drew eyelashes on there. She wrote her name, but she failed to draw a shirt or any, uh, any type of anatomy. <laughs> um, this was a lazy answer. The greatest Olympian of all time is... Seriously? How do you choose just one? <laughs> and she leaves it at that. <laughs> well, don't. Give us a few. <laughs> well, <laughs> which uh, the, the, one, uh, the other one I was going to read today, he does list about four or five. I don't think he understood. Like, this isn't an essay. Um, I, how she couldn't have just followed this next question, because the first Olympics I remember watching was 96 100 m- meter final. <laughs> Oh, sorry. 96, 100 meter final. <laughs> so, and she puts Donovan Bailey winning gold. Now, you could have picked him for greatest Olympian. Exactly. But there's How so do you many. Choose just one. <laughs> yeah. So there's so many and Olympics. How can I choose just one? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go back to 1896. <laughs> oh, the Antwerp Olympics were pretty um, good. <laughs> uh, if I could be any superhero, it would be. She wrote, well. I just did an online quiz, and apparently I'm the Flash. (laughs) Just for the fun of it, I did an online quiz, and I'm the Green Lantern. I don't know how that works out. Uh, Cool. Superman was two for me, Robin four, uh, Robin three, Flash four. I don't need to do one. I know I'm Batman, so... uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My my favorite ice cream flavor is Rocky Road with hearts around it. Um, draw a picture of a Canadian animal. She drew a beaver. There's more detail in this beaver than there was her upper torso. I just want to point that out. You need to put the beaver on a uh, In a movie about my life, uh, I would be played by Amy Schumer. Um, if I weren't an athlete, then I would be an astronaut. Now, <laughs> sorry. She's put exclamation points so many places in this questionnaire. For some reason, she wrote an astronaut and just put a period after it. An astronaut. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Um, My guilty pleasure snack is Cinnabon. Uh, My favorite song lyrics is, All you know is that the road is deep. Hard times will never get you beat. Hold on by Sean Paul. Oh. What a, what a song. Love Sean Paul. Sean the Paul. Uh, <laughs> the most recent TV show that I binge watched was How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. <laughs> this one really did not deserve an exclamation point. My favorite place in the world to compete is Guelph. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many places in the world. <laughs> she picks Guelph. What's that? She Where's did that? put after that. It's in Ontario, but you'll understand where she wrote this. My family is always there, and I've had so, so many memories. <laughs> um, this is just being argumentative now. My favorite video game is she crossed out the video part of the question and wrote the word bored underneath it. And put out her answers as Settlers of Catton. <laughs> oh, what a game that is. Oh. That's there. You go. People who play that board game, like it's probably what is it, like a Dungeons and Dragons style game. They are now thinking to themselves, (laughs) "We can win Olympic gold medals because (laughs) we've got an Olympic gold medalist who plays whatever that game was." You said I can't remember it. 
<laughs> Settlers of Caton. Of course. Caton yes. Or something like that. <laughs> Just drive down to Guelph for a weekend, <laughs> sit down for nice long games of Settlers of Caton, and the gold medal can be yours too. <laughs> um, my, <laughs> my biggest fear in life is getting my <laughs> fingers chopped off by hockey skates. Oh, for real. <laughs> hate that. Terrifies me every day. <laughs> It is the second biggest cause of death here in Canada, just behind cancer. So maybe she has reason to be afraid. Right, okay. <laughs> um, what would the coolest Olympic medal look like? She drew a medal that looks like it's supposed to be glowing. And she wrote, nothing changes! <laughs> exclamation mark. Except, <laughs> like her torso, the medal has no definition, <laughs> no design to it. It's just a circle on a string. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, I can't live without seriously wrestling it keeps me sane there's so much in life (laughs) I can't live without seriously how can I pick just one thing Um, if I were in baseball if I were a baseball player my walk up music would be Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot and the best name I've ever been called is Weeble, comma, Weeby. <laughs> now, why is this the one question she felt it was okay to answer two to? <laughs> There's no... How do I pick just one? No, Weeble and Weeby. Yep. He's got to, you know, he's got to have more than one for that. But yes, exactly. How can I pick just one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our Canadian athlete of the day, gold medalist, Erica Weeb. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you said, Ben, how can I choose just one? Uh, <laughs> There's so many on here. <laughs> Um, fan messages. Okay, I really wish Canada would have. I'd love to see Canadian fan messages. Everyone would be to Penny Alexiak. Uh, well, now it would be for yeah. Um, all right, Caitlin Paul from Victoria to Lindahl Oatley. I'm guessing she's an equestrian rider. Otherwise, she just likes riding horses. Um, to Lindahl, I have just started to ride my first horse. She is 11 years old, and O M 13. Your horse, Sandro Boy, is so beautiful. And I bet would be lovely to ride. That sounds a bit wrong. I am so proud of you. I hope to be just like you and go to the Olympic. Best of love and hope to see you in the 2020 Olympics. Caitlin Poole. Oh, that's nice. Um, Can you just start out by going to the spelling bee? <laughs> yes. Uh, now this one from Yvonne Walker New South, from New South Wales to Madeline Hills. Now we've talked a lot about uh, people wanting them to reply. and all this, this one might take the cake. To Madeline Hills, congratulations on your outstanding efforts so far at the Olympics. You are doing the Illawarra and Kembla joggers proud. I have an invitation for you from the Illawarra Connection. We'll fill you in next week after your final. All the best from Sunday. Why Walker at IllawarraConnection.com.au. Then put their email address in this one. <laughs> Can everybody right now email whywalker at IllawarraConnection.com.au pretending to be Madeline Hills. I read your message on the Olympic app. I would love your invitation. <laughs> Everyone just needs to spam a Von Walker right now. This is off the podium spam campaign yes. of day 13. Trolling the Illawarra connection. Uh, from Jessica to the entire Olympic team, the Australian Olympic team. Come on, I know you can do it. You will do great. I know you can do it. Keep it up. <laughs> Well, that needs a bit of um, excitement there. Um, 
Rosemary Opican, Victoria, to Rachel Talent. I believe she's a female. I think she's married to Jared Talent. I'm just guessing. Or their cousins. I don't know. Um, so excited to see you at <laughs> Rio. Cousins in the Olympics. <laughs> so excited to see you, Rio. Good luck in your race. Hope you achieve the result you have worked so hard for. We are having an all-night party on the 19th in front of our TV screen to cheer you on and Jared every step all the way. Enjoy yourself. Take care. Have fun. It's going to be amazing for you. Go talents. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> great. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, yeah, these are pretty boring. To Patrick Mills. Go for gold from Toby and Elise Weil. Um, Inspired ah, words. Here we go. Uh, Jonathan Grogan, overseas fan to Eleanor Patterson. Eleanor, I'm the American that you met at the Walmart in West Palm Beach, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of I'm rooting, they've written I'm routing for you and wish you all the best. You're an awesome person and no matter what, hold your head high. Best of luck. Oh, that person I met at Walmart. Um, oh, what's this one? To Emma Sow, Western Australia, to our equestrian Edwina Tops Alexander. This is stupid. I have free agonment available for a pony who deserves the best retirement to be purely a companion for my retired 24-year-old gelding. High land on Torbay Hill, no mosquitoes and no flies here. Just a stress-free, <laughs> relaxing horse home. I feed an apple daily and my old mount is waiting in a home paddock, same time every day. <laughs> Edwina, your horse is welcome. This isn't advertising, Emma Sal. This isn't advertising. <laughs> We know it's it's good now. Their screeners are down. That means our next message is going through for sure. Yeah, can I literally write to Brittany Elsley? I have a spare space in my bed. It's warm. It's comfortable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, there's got to be another one here. This is, we're on a roll today. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're losing now. Oh, bugger. All right. Okay. Oh, this one's all in capitals. Maybe we need to go this way. This is to our man Warren Potent, the choker shooter that was favourite and didn't do anything. Jason King, all in capitals. Go was! All the best in Rio, mate, but hurry home, mate. Need your help with my Cummins parts. Ha 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 ha! You should be proud, <laughs> cop. I don't know. My Cummins part. C U M M I N S. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is that a part of a gun? How are these messages getting <laughs> How did the, who's is the intern on the approval messages today? <laughs> oh god! All right, who are we said we're running out of sports. We're running out of people. Um, I I don't know where are we going today. How many wrestlers? Uh, yeah, I think we only had the Ivan guy the other day. Hang on, that was Greco Roman. Do we have a freestyle wrestler? Yeah. Oh, who we do? We've got two freestyle wrestlers. We've got Talget Ilyasov and Sahit Prizreni, the great esteemed freestyle wrestlers of Australia. <laughs> who do we like, Talget or let's Sahit? Go with, let's go with Talget. Talget. All right, hello, Talget. If you're listening to us, you look like a very tough bloke. Your nickname is Charlie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I get that from Talget Ilyasov. Uh, what are we going to say to Charlie? Come and fix my Cummins uh, part. Uh. <laughs> what if we said, uh, I met you at the Walmart in Flin Flon. <laughs> yes. And then go on to say, 
I believe Ryan. I was robbed in the bus. <laughs> Drivers are working with robbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Let's get to this point. Click on you. Thank you. Um, I met you <laughs> at the Walmart in Flynn Flon. Flint is apparently what it says. Flynn Flon. Um, <laughs> you were great. <laughs> I believe Ryan. What was the next part I after was that? Robbed in the bus. <laughs> Who was robbed in the bus? <laughs> Drivers are working with robbers. <laughs> are working with robbers. <laughs> Hope you wrestle well. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just add a PS to that? PS. Yes, <laughs> I hope you wrestle well. Done. Go, Charlie. You go, you good thing. Freestyle. He's on oh. He's on tonight uh, at 11.08 p.m. for Australians on Friday. There you go. I uh, don't think Channel 7 will be doing that. Watching. Yeah, you, you will be. You've set the, you've set the recorder. Um, all right. Uh, we're up to day 14 now. Wow, we're nearly, we've only got three more days to go. Um, 22 gold to be decided today. Um, first of the water polo golds being decided. More taekwondo. Synchronized swimming comes to a close today. No. Uh, modern pentathlon medals, as we said. Um, football, the women's. Uh, Canada going for bronze, are they today? Colin, of course. Um, yeah. Yes. The last day of equestrian. No. Um, and both BMX events today as well, tomorrow. Um, yeah, lots going on as always. Colin, I uh, don't really have much in terms of Australia. I think we're in canoeing and shit. Uh, the Boomers play, I think, of course. The semis got to go for the Boomers, um, beating Serbia. Oh, um, love the Boomers. Love the Boomers. What's happening for Canada uh, tomorrow, today, whatever you want to be technical with? Uh, well, uh, obviously, the women's soccer, that's going to be the big one. Um uh, I think we still have one one stroker. I don't know what you call them. Strokers, paddlers <laughs> left in the uh, the kayak. That uh, Mark DeJohn, he's still in there. And uh, Tori uh, Nyhog, of course, in the BMX, our, our new hero. Um, and uh, I think we had somebody in the uh, equestrian still up. And uh, Eric Lamaze, of course, with his famous Fine Lady 5. Um <laughs> Sadly, uh, Fine Lady 4 kicked the bucket after the last Olympics, but Fine Lady 5 is uh, ready to go and ready to take a bronze uh, following up on his bronze from last time, I believe. Well, I'll be looking forward to that. And I should also mention the fake gymnastics begins today. Uh, Rhythmic finally gets underway. Uh, And just a really quick note, if you love listening to the fan messages to Australian athletes on Off the Podium, make sure you download the AOC official app because you can watch a video of several athletes receiving fan messages. Um, They've actually put up here, fan messages to our athletes, take three. Our Olympic athletes receive messages support from people who admire them and their efforts at the game. So you can see uh, our gold medalist Kyle Chalmers, track and field sprinter Melissa Breen, and table tennis superstar Heming Hu open up their favourites. So they've probably sat them all down. They've handed it, like each like a folder of all their messages. So Kyle Chalmers is really, really thick. Melissa Breen's got a few. And then, oh, here you go, uh, Heming, here's your one fan message <laughs> from off and the podium. On the Canadian side, you can watch Canadian athletes watching... <laughs> 
the Australian athletes <laughs> receive these messages. Oh, yes, and, and, and you can hear Canadian commentators mistake them for New Zealanders and calling them fat pigs. So that's how it generally works. Um, so, well, that's a good day. It's an interesting day. We've learnt about Lion Lofty. And the same bold is still our number one man crush. Uh, Facebook, email, iTunes, YouTube, you know how it all works. If you don't, well, um, you need to go to school. Colin, thank you for your time on Off the Podium today. Thank you for giving me so much more material uh, for my next Lion Lofty roast. <laughs> yes. And speaking of roast, I'm just going to head off to the Women's High Jump Buffet. Good night. <laughs>